Mario Rayetifano, welcome back to the Māori Millionaire Podcast. I'm so excited for today's podcast episode. I'm here with my new friend, Ritu, and she is a chartered accountant and a career coach with over 12 years of experience in consulting and strategic finance roles spanning India and New Zealand. She's the founder of Project Upgrade Her, a career coaching and educational platform inspired by her own journey of navigating corporate challenges and overcoming imposter syndrome. Her mission is to empower women with practical strategies in building workplace confidence and self-advocacy to amplify their earning potential and achieve career success. Litu is also recognised as one of the top 20 chartered accountants to watch in Australia and in New Zealand. She's actively involved in leadership roles and mentoring programs, contributing significantly to community and youth development. I'm so excited to record today's podcast episode. She's here with us now. So, no, my heart and my welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. Kia ora. Thank you so much. And I am so excited. I was literally looking forward to it since the since the time we scheduled this. So thank you for having me, firstly. That's more than okay. I'm so excited to delve into more um, about you and your journey, um, especially with confidence. I think that's such a big thing that literally everyone um, has struggled with at some point in their life. So it's something that we all need to hear and we all need to listen to. So thank you so much for giving us your time today. And I'm really excited to delve deeper into that. But before we get into it, I did want to have some little icebreaker questions. So what are three important habits that you have now? Okay, so important habits. So I broke it down into good and bad both. Okay. <laughs> uh, but the good habits, uh, which I have developed over time. Uh, so one of them is weekly journaling. Ooh, and yes. that's that's my way of actually just dumping everything that's going on within me and also uh, gaining clarity myself and coaching myself to uh, be able to see my future clearer or just be able to process my feelings um, and also set intentions. I started getting a lot of time when I came to New Zealand, uh, you know, in terms of the work-life balance that I got here. So I started this ritual seven years back and I've been doing it every single Sunday, every new, uh, every Sunday, I go to one of my favorite cafes and I just journal. So the cafe owners also kind of know me. <laughs> um, the second one is I try to hit my uh, gym routine of three times a week at least. I don't like going to gym. But <laughs> now... And it's uh, it's very uncommon to, uh, like, you know, to, to hear that. Like, you know, people would develop a habit if they like it, but... Mm. Uh, for me it's become a need yeah uh, because over uh, over a lot of years of <clears throat> working for very long hours I developed a, a, a very bad backache mm -hmm. and to only fix that my only solution is to actually go to the gym mm. and work on it so I try to go at least three to four times Mm. There is a millionaire mindset to be able to do something that we don't enjoy, but know that it's so important. Like I'm exactly the same. I've started exercising recently and I actually really enjoy it, which is very, very rare for like an obese person <laughs> to enjoy <laughs> exercise. But I actually, I've been loving it lately, but um, props to you. I'm so proud of you for that. That's amazing. What's yes, your third I'm habit? 
so I'm also human, so I love eating a Viteka after every meal. <laughs> you love eating what after every meal, sorry? Uh, it's it's Viteka, uh, the chocolate. Um, oh, so, oh, Vitekas. Yeah, Vitekas, yeah. Oh. I I have a sweet tooth. After every meal, I need to have one slab of it. Like, sorry, one, one little slab of it. And <laughs> I, I just can't stop myself. Like, I'm a foodie <laughs> and with a sweet tooth. I am not sorry. <laughs> What's your favorite Whitaker's chocolate? It's it's the classic one, uh, the oh, milk, milk chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah. just that. that. Like good. I've tried everything, but I just like the classic one. <laughs> At the moment, my favorite one is the dark chocolate almond one. Really good. So you, so that's a good thing, right? Because you like dark chocolate, and dark chocolate is also good for health. So yeah. I think yeah, you are hitting the right balance, but. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Well, it's my favorite. Like it's because sometimes I feel like the the other flavors are like very sweet, and you're just like, hmm, you feel very naughty. I don't know. But the dark chocolate one, I feel like, oh, I'm like only a little bit being naughty. So <laughs> yeah, counter affects my uh, my routine of going to gym. But then hey, that's yeah, it'll uh, catch like, out. Exactly balancing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Our next question is, what attracted you to Aotearoa? So it's a very interesting question, firstly. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because <clears throat> New Zealand was not on my radar mm. when I first moved here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so my background, I'm a, I'm a chartered accountant. So I'm a chartered accountant from both India and New Zealand. And when I started my career for like... Um, three to four years I was doing investment banking and consulting so at that point in time I wanted to move as a finance professional to you know one of the big cities like New York London Singapore and for over two years of trying in different Mm. places uh, it it did not work out Mm. but one fine day the Auckland office they called me and they said do you want to interview here and me being me I'm like why not Let's yes. give it a shot. And when I just looked up everything about New Zealand, everything was positive. It's a safe country, you know, for a girl moving by herself. So I'm mm. like, okay, you know what? Let's give this two years and we'll see how it goes. And <laughs> so, how many years has it been now? <laughs> seven, seven. And it's my home now. And now I can tell you what I love about New Zealand. It's, uh, I love the people. Beautiful. Yeah, that's it's it's the people which has kept me here uh the the beautiful uh nature like literally 20 minutes away you are in a different part of the world it mm-hmm. seems like mm-hmm. and um uh, obviously the work life balance that you get here you know so i genuinely love that now so it, it's 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 probably been a journey of discovering what i like about new zealand mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah it just worked out perfectly that's so beautiful I am very excited to hear a little bit more about your confidence journey and how you have been able to grow this over your career. I personally, I think I was 14 when I first started working at a law firm. And so I was just a normal teenager. Like I had everything that all the other people had, you know, young people. um, And that was hard. Like I always felt like I was so young and it was very scary to be in that environment. So what what ways did you um, grow your confidence over your career and 
what are your tips and share with me your journey with confidence oh that's such a such a good question because it always does <clears throat> uh bring a little tear to my eye just to think that over so many years how i started versus how it's going uh, and just to give a little background like how i grew up was i i grew up as a very timid girl like as a backbencher in school who would never speak up much during you know mm. when we were asked and also on the education system a little bit that where uh, they don't encourage you to ask questions mm. and that kind of continued throughout my first initial uh, couple of years of being in corporate where mm-hmm. i would always think that i'm the one was always learning and mm-hmm. i'm not allowed to ask questions and obviously our education system does not teach you how to uh, navigate the corporate or how what different skill sets are actually required to thrive in corporate mm-hmm. so i took the same learnings from my schooling and university to corporate and where i would not ask any questions i would uh, keep uh, uh, all the thoughts to myself in meetings and never get noticed and also a lot of toxic managers kind of uh, hammered my confidence a lot and there like there were times when you know even while speaking up my heart would really beat very fast because i would think that oh what if i say something wrong mm. and how will i be perceived <clears throat> and which mm. which kind of like held me back in my career for a very long time because mm-hmm. i would never i would not get promoted i would get progress like you get your normal mm. progression you get your normal sa- salary raises but mm-hmm. to get promotion to get to the next level you really have to put yourself out there you have to mm. ask for those things mm. and i never i never knew that was even an option for me mm-hmm. uh and i believe that you know universe has a way of working for you uh there was a point in my life which was like uh, like around 5 to 6 years back from now where I was at my lowest mm. and I'm like okay the only thing that can happen from here is good things so I decided to lean on help and um started taking therapy started taking career coaching life coaching to help me in different areas of my life um and I believe like for anything the your self trust self reliance is your building blocks of your confidence so just from a life perspective I started uh, you know doing those small tasks which i would finish for example i started taking up um, i didn't know how to swim mm-hmm. uh, so i took up swimming classes just to learn survival swimming so when i completed that within 3 months time i felt like a sense of accomplishment i'm like okay i'm capable of doing this that's so cool yeah and then i really wanted to learn a new dance form so i took up belly dancing mm-hmm. and then i learned that within 3 months so every 3 3 months i was giving myself opportunities to do something new and i'm like okay i can do this i can do mm. this and then i started that's where i started developing my own self confidence and then i was also volunteering a lot for uh, the ngos out here so i i was on the board i pitched myself for it and thinking back then there were all the on the board there were all these women who were very senior and i was the youngest person out there but when when i approached them they said we would love to have you and that was like a confidence booster that someone like me could mm-hmm. be on the board of an ngo i never mm-hmm. thought that was possible and that kind of again you know gave me a little more confidence oh i am actually capable people if you put yourself out there mm-hmm. people will recognize your value mm-hmm. and then i started volunteering mentoring 
and that just started giving me a lot of confidence to advocate for myself through uh, at work so doing things outside of work gave me that confidence to advocate for myself at work mm-hmm. and from there on like every uh, job that i've changed and i've always uh, uh, commanded my worth like at least you know getting those raises that i feel i deserve um so that has been the starting point of you know how i have reached here where i am and i love teaching women that now that's absolutely a beautiful story and i'm so proud of you and your journey that you've been on this far and i'm so excited to see how things um progress and what the future holds for you and i do know you've started project upgrade first so what is this and how are you helping people tell me more oh <laughs> yeah i mean and it's a great segue for that because um you know my my whole journey of uh living with imposter syndrome which was at that point in time i couldn't even talk to anyone uh, mm-hmm. about it because i felt it was such a stigma to mm-hmm. have low confidence and mm-hmm. especially in in finance uh, it's it's a very male dominated area so who yes. do i talk to yes and I, i for the longest time i felt it was my problem it's a me issue mm-hmm. so when i realized that it it's um it's the self talk which is uh, holding me back i mm-hmm. i decided to start talking a lot more about it and that's how project upgrade her was born so i started this platform in uh, uh, 2022 where i just started putting up some career content but basically it's a platform to uh, uh, help women uh, overcome self doubt and imposter syndrome to help them grow their confidence which in turn will help you grow your income mm-hmm. because your basic foundation of confidence is going to take you to places whether it's more income whether it's fulfilling your dreams it's traveling whatever it is if you don't have that confidence block to be able to advocate for yourself you can't do anything mm-hmm. so i feel that whatever i've learned in 12 years there it's my way of giving back through this platform to women out there who cannot ask those questions you know how to speak up in meetings how to ask how to navigate um salary raises or performance mm. discussions with your manager because we are not taught all of that in university no and how much can you uh, uh you know do trials and errors and change jobs now with so much information available especially with social media now changing towards more value based platform mm-hmm. it's i i felt that this is the right opportunity to uh, help women out there who are in the early to mid stage career with mm-hmm. my experience and actual how tos you know no more like what what is what is it is about how to navigate mm-hmm. you know and i do that through uh basically it's it's um three month coaching that i do with women where i work on their mindset and what's holding them back exactly mm-hmm. and then providing them with strategies on how to brand yourself if you are getting uh, if you are looking for a job or if you are wanting a raise or a promotion within your current job how to become a leader in the same company and also strategies on how to build your network which will take you to places and how to just have a sustainable career because i've also uh, been in consulting and i've got burnt out so i feel 
I, I have had so many different experiences that I could actually package and help women uh, uh, just cut short that entire ordeal. Mm. Um, so <clears throat> that's how this whole project upgrader was born. And uh, I've been grateful to meet people because of it, like, like you, right? Like I, I reached out to you and like our um, visions match where we want to help people. And I feel like... Th- this has really opened up so many opportunities for me. Definitely. I, I feel the same way about my platform in that at the start, I was literally um, like I had a little bit of money, but I was definitely at the start of my wealth journey. And since starting it, one thing that I never thought that I would be able to actually gain from this experience is um, the amount of beautiful women I have become friends with as a result of being in this industry. Um, women like you and being able to connect with you. And um, I have so many other friends in business and doing all of these amazing things. And it really just helps you feel like um, if all my friends are doing this, I can do anything as well. It's so inspiring and uplifting to be able to um, you know, be able to text someone who runs a business or be able to text someone who will know exactly what you're going through um, and have them reply and actually be able to build that community, which is something I think that we don't necessarily encourage as much as we should. Like our network, I really, really believe our network is our net worth and it's really important that we have these connections. Yeah, absolutely. And even even when I had started this platform, I, I realized that there are not a lot of people who look like me who are actually mm. doing this. So when I started this, I received a lot of positive messages from women uh, that thank you for starting this. Mm. And because when you are starting, no one, no one actually reaches out to you. No one mm. knows who you are because obviously people don't trust you. Mm-hmm. So when I received those couple of messages that, hey, we are rooting for you. So it mm. just well, great. At, okay, at least I'm, even if no one replies, those two women who reply to me, I'll keep creating content for them. I'll keep working for them. You know, I'm helping someone. Yes. Uh, so, and uh, sorry, I wanted to share just one little story. Um, so I was, uh, I was volunteering back in India mm-hmm. and I was giving um time management class to underprivileged students. There were like around 50 students out there. And it was just a normal time management uh, uh, class for them. And one girl out of nowhere, she just got up and she said that when I grow up, I want to be like you. Oh. And I was just four years into corporate at that point in time. And I kept thinking, what am I doing by standing here that she said such a big thing? That's so and that, I know, and that was so beautiful. And that, you know, that girl still reminds me that, okay, what I'm doing today, hopefully if she's still seeing me somewhere, um, I'm doing it for her because I never thought that someone would even look up to me at that time. Mm. So it's somewhere that girl is driving a lot of things that what I'm doing today and just helping people. Um, so it just, yeah, it just reminded me of that uh, incident. And I'm like, okay, let me just share that because it, it's not very often that it happens. It's almost been 10 years, you know, for that incident. So yeah. That's such a beautiful story. I That's so cool. I love that. How, how does your culture intertwine with your business? Hmm. So it's a very interesting one. And I'm loving the questions that you're coming up with because they're so <laughs> natural to me. Um, 
So firstly, being an Indian, uh, one thing that they uh, is is bred in our uh, community is your guest is your god. Mm. So whenever someone reaches out to me, mm-hmm. I am firstly I'm so grateful that they reached out to me to support them in their journey, mm-hmm. and for for me that is like okay, it's a faith that they are having in me, and <clears> it's my responsibility to treat them. Uh, like God, that okay, I'm gonna you you reached out to me now. I'm gonna do more than uh, what you deserve, mm-hmm. and to take you to the next level. So for me, it's always like giving back hundred and ten percent because I know like it will it will all you know uh, come uh, come back. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's something that they really teach you when you're growing up. Like you know, always give more and. Uh, yeah share your knowledge uh yeah. and sharing is is a big culture in india like sharing food is a big culture and we we bonded over that <laughs> yes we did. i think i've seen so many similarities with um indian culture and maori culture as well and i think like exactly what you were just saying we have uh a saying kuha atu kuha mai so kind of you, you give and it comes back basically um but to always give generously is definitely for kaoru maori and um we we do that when there are tangihanga so funerals we will we will take whatever we can so my nanny um raised me on the whakaaro that um i think nowadays a lot of people think that it's just money that you give but um, she always talks about back in the day or even now you know it could be kai or if you don't have money you could make something or um, there are so many different forms of giving that a lot of people don't really think about now but there's so many it's time it is um, being able to make something or create something or or food from your garden like there are so many different ways to give um, but to always give generously is is Maori as well so I love making those connections with other communities um worldwide because there's so many similarities really yeah yeah and it opens up your perspective to things right like uh, and in the end I just believe that everyone we all are uh, just connected with humanity so um yeah that that was makes us you know united so yeah one of that is just giving back and sharing my knowledge so yeah (laughs) Beautiful. And how has your time been as an accountant? What are the highs and what are the lows? Yep. So firstly, uh, just professing that I'm, although by qualification, I'm a chartered accountant, but I've never done any typical accounting work. So by that, what I mean is I have not done auditing or taxation Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, core accounting work which people think that chartered accountants or accountants do uh, typically so mm. one, one of the interesting facts about this profession is that it opens up your doors to a lot of things but the way it has been branded is that you will do very typical roles which are mm. boring jobs mm-hmm. but one thing to note is that if you are an accountant people take you very seriously mm-hmm. so one of the highs is that whenever in my elevator pitch, I'm telling someone I'm a chartered accountant. Their eyes are a little more okay. She's mm-hmm. she's she's someone she's talking. She knows her mm-hmm. stuff. You know they start taking you a little seriously. I know the the perspective now in this generation is changing that it's less 
on education but if if you are interested in that career uh, and becoming a professional in it obviously helps you brand yourself towards being an expert or at least someone mm-hmm. like they can rely on and with that qualification it has really helped me to talk to all the c sex uh, of the company so basically the chiefs i in my current role uh in my day job i actually work with the chief executives of mm-hmm. uh, of my company and mm-hmm. that's because okay firstly i have the experience over so many years and also i'm a chartered accountant so i'm qualified to be able to you know present my findings or pre- mm-hmm. um you know just talk to them and help them explain the things that they cannot see So over years my job search journey has been really easy because of that so i would say that's one of been my highs the lows i would say yes um there are times when you'll be doing mundane jobs and that's a part of you know yeah doing the, doing that like because not everything will be new you mm. will be doing things which you don't like uh and um i would say uh there are some some boring jobs as well and secondly there will be sometimes in the year when you will be busy because that's that's how it is for example when there's a financial year close mm-hmm. you will be working harder than the other teams but mm-hmm. that's not all the time mm-hmm. and it again depends on you know what sort of industries uh, you're working for so uh, for me entire year two months of the year when i'm doing budgeting that's when i have the longest hours but otherwise it's not so bad so it evens out through the year so those are the couple of lows i would say but overall great experience being a chartered accountant that's so awesome what advice would you give to someone wanting to pursue a career in accounting so my advice today has changed quite a lot than what i would have given long back um, mm-hmm. today i am a big fan of knowing things before you commit to it mm-hmm. and what i mean by that is if you are curious about something that okay let's see what this job is all about or if this work will interest me i would say go to some professional networking events for that industry or get in touch with people on linkedin ask them what their day to day work sounds like mm. and does that sound like something that you would like to do mm-hmm. because uh, i feel that there's only so much time you have to keep making mistakes uh, and <laughs> life is life is too short i i say that through my content all the time life is too short let's not waste it um so rather do things that you enjoy so today i would really say that join there are so many networking events uh, which happened as women in finance or there is even uh, you know through uh, chartered accountants australia new zealand there are a lot of events which keep happening or professional groups which keep meeting up talk to them just to find out okay because even in accounting there are different roles so mm. does that sound like you do, do you think that's even uh, something that you would be interested in mm-hmm. and then uh, you know you could pursue a major in that and uh, obviously if you want to pursue the chartered accountancy degree that is after you finish your degree um uh, and you know choose companies which will help you fund for that so for example big fours they actually help you uh, mm-hmm. fund for it and even other big companies ask for that during interviews would they help mm-hmm. in um uh, funding for that degree or not so that's my general advice uh, today i would say before you actually commit to something get more information 
beautiful. I love that advice. I am aware I I everyone will be um it's funny because I actually say this, I've said this before in another interview, but I still haven't upgraded my Zoom to premium because I'm a very stingy person. And <laughs> if I'm going to spend money on something, like I have to think, oh my God, like that is just very important. But I feel like a lot of people um, don't listen for very long episodes. So I'm aware how time is, um, is wrapping up. Okay. <laughs> someone is going to contact you and they want to engage in your services or support your kaupapa, how can someone find you? How can someone reach you and support you? Oh, no, that's so sweet. Um, so uh, firstly, I hang out mostly on Instagram. That's my main channel. So uh, you could find me at uh, at the rate project upgrade her. Uh, so that's my Instagram handle. Otherwise, uh, my website has information about everything uh, from related to my mission to what my coaching program uh, actually entails, uh, which would be www.projectupgrader.com. Um, so these are two places where, uh, you know, uh, you, can, you could reach out to me. But Instagram, DM, just I always tell people, ask. No one is going to force you for anything, but first step is always asking whether something is right for you or not. Yes. Uh, yeah, be, uh, because I know we, we get so scared, uh, you know, that what, what that conversation might open up. But for me, the amount of uh, opportunities that have opened up by just DMing someone and just asking what they're doing, uh, like, for example, you, you had put up a post asking for a podcast guest and I... I asked you, like, I would love to share my journey with you. And you said yes. yes. So, I mean, uh, you know, I always say, like, just ask. Uh, people are so scared of just investing in themselves that, mm -hmm. but they don't know the possibilities that, that can open up from there. That's and so ultimately, that, yeah, and ultimately the decision will always be yours, but at mm -hmm. least ask. Yes. And then you will be able to go, at least I gave it a go. And and I've always thought the same thing. What's the worst that could happen? They say no, they don't reply. Yeah. What's yeah. and what and then you move on. It doesn't yeah. really matter. But the benefit will outweigh the cons. You know, like I didn't reply and here we are recording a podcast episode. Um, but I, I'm exactly of the same mind. And when I first started my business, I did exactly that and I just reached out to so many people. Like I literally um emailed the news and I was like Kilda, um, I've just started a new blog. It's called Maori Millionaire, and it's here to support Maori, learn about money. It would be awesome if you guys could write a story about this. And, you know, I sent hundreds of these emails, and only about, like, five replied, and then yeah. maybe, like, three wrote a story on it. But literally, I would have had none if I didn't ask anyone. I would have had no yeah. stories written about my journey or my business, and those those stories there were what started my business to be able to grow and start expanding so the only thing we can do is ask and I really really love that and respect you for being able to be confident to ask and I would really encourage anyone else listening into this episode today to have that courage and um, if you think that Edithu might be able to help you or if you just want to say hello then have the courage to send her a message and say kia ora and introduce yourself and have a cordial with her because she's an amazing person and I would love you all to um, be able to build a connection with her as well. So, um, yeah, do you have any final things you wanted to share with us? 
no, I am so I was very very happy um uh, to connect oh, here and I just feel like this is such a, a great platform where I'm able to just share my knowledge and as I said always just ask around because you just don't know what opportunities open up for you like over so many years asking for the next promotion asking for the uh, that if I could be a manager asking has taken me to the next level me too (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for your time me too I am so grateful for you I'm so grateful for you sharing your Saturday morning um with me and recording this episode and I hope everyone enjoyed um hearing about it I'm so 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 grateful and I'm so excited to meet you next week in person um but yeah I'm so grateful so thank you so much for joining us today Thank you so much for having me.